Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. I'm talking with the CEO of Stratus, Jordan Franklin, and uh, they've got over 120 employees and they're recruiting 40 to 60 hours a week. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. <laughs> they'll be recruiting for you if you call them and uh, over $12 million in revenue. And uh, you were the top staffing influencers of 2021 and 2022. What's that all about? Yeah, so um, World Staffing Organization, um, they do a, a poll uh, and you can submit. And I won in 2015, I was number three, and uh, not 2015, sorry. In 2021, I was number three most influential person um, in staffing. And then in 2022, they put out the top 100 list. So um, they kind of made it more income, more encompassing and everything and talk to a lot more people. So actually me and my uh, co-CEO, so there's actually two of us, just correction, but um, so we uh, both made the list. We oh. are chief, chief exploration officer, that would be me, and then chief um, experience officer, so. Well, how do you, get, who votes on this? Everyone in staffing. So every, every other- yeah, every other staffing agency. Um, in the United States, the North world. America, in the world. Yeah, of that's the world. All staffing. the stinking world. Yeah. Wait a minute, let me get this. You started in here in 2017. And by uh, 2021, you're the number three most influential person voted in a worldwide vote of people in staffing as a number. Good Lord, you've got to be kidding. I mean, I got a little, I got a little plaque. <laughs> That's kind of a big deal. It was, it was really exciting. I didn't think I was even going to make it. We were sitting in our little WeWork uh, office, me and a couple of recruiters at the time. And um, it flashed up there that I made the top three because they just called out the one, two, and three. And I made the top three. And you would have thought that we were like a hundred people in WeWork. <laughs> wow. And so what did that do for your business? Um, it's It's been great. So we went to a couple I mean, different... Is that publicity, do people hear about that? Or, I mean, I guess you can use it in your calling and marketing, but yeah. uh, uh, did it open doors? Uh, it, it does. Um, I think it opened all, quite a few doors. Right after that, we got nominated for Best Small Business um, in Arkansas. I was nominated for C Best CEO um, in Arkansas. Um, I didn't win, but the lady that won runs like, she runs a giant um, trucking agency and they have like 14,000 employees. So like, how do you compete? Like I run a hundred and you run 14,000 people. She sounds like a bad woman. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> she must not sleep, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, 
whoever this woman is, we got to find her because she knows something. Uh, she yeah, she something. worked her she worked her way up. She lives in Fort Smith, Arkansas. She's amazing. Even yeah. my grandfather called me and saw who else was nominated, and he used to work with her. And he called me, and he was like, "You have a really tough group of people. I think she's gonna win." I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> so. You don't have to win everything, Jordan. Come on. No, no. She was she was so sweet too. She knew everyone that was nominated and knew them by name and introduced herself to them. She was the nicest lady. She was she did you get this massive competitive streak. I think I was born with it, but um, so when I was younger, um, so my sister is dyslexic and so am I. Um, and so we've always said that. Um, it's a curse when you're younger because you're annoyed that you can't do that. You're not as efficient yeah. at reading and doing things as everyone else. But when you get older, you really realize that it was actually a blessing because when you're young, you have to learn how to really learn yeah. and really be competitive and really like have stick to because you right. learn at like second grade that it's going to be freaking hard. Yeah. And it's just like an early life lesson that some kids just don't ever have to do. And, um, our husbands say all the time, they're like, it's a blessing. You two are the most driven people I've ever known, but <laughs> yeah. And so sixth grade, you know, that's, that's one of the things, uh, we found, uh, over the years that the people it's an insane disadvantage for people to be uh, really smart, really beautiful, really athletic from a young age on up because they're treated special. And then yeah. sooner or later, all that fades away and you're up there <laughs> competing you know, with everybody else and the whatever advantage or boost that gave you is kind of run out. And everybody else who wasn't quite so pretty smart or athletic learned early on to work had they they were going to have to work like a dog and they weren't special you know yeah. and uh most ceos realize have the attitude i'm not that special uh you know i gotta work <laughs> and uh i used to people used to say uh why you know why are you you, you know you work so hard i said it's because i'm not very smart <laughs> if, i if I was smart, you know, what happens is it'll say to you too, you're just a genius, that darn Jordan, what a genius. And when, when they would say it to me, I would say, if I was a genius, I wish I would told myself, you know, by 20 years ago, because I sure could have saved myself a whole lot of time. Right. You know, I tell, I tell everyone, even my clients, I'm like, listen, I am not the smartest person in this room. That's the reason why I do what I do. So I can bring the smartest person to the room. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I do is like, I'm supposed to bring you the talent. I'm just a facilitator, a connector. When but. you show up at a company that, uh, or start talking to people, what are good signs for you? Cause you realize these are going to be great people to work with. They've got their act together. What are yeah. things that, that send that signal to you? Yeah. So when they really ask, you know, how are you finding these people? Where are you going to look for them? What are your avenues? You know, how many interviews do they go through before they get to us? Those kind of things. Um, but even, um, even though the companies that don't have their act together, 
at all um, are kind of fun, right? Because then you go in and you can talk to them and say, okay, so here's the other things we need to go through. We need to really talk through all of this um, because you haven't thought about these things. And though that's fun too. It's, um, it's the ones, the ones that are hard, that are always a hard no is we don't use third party. We don't pay to get people, people come to us. And it's like, okay, so you haven't hit your growth spurt yet yeah. or, or you're just not thinking outside the box because if accounting firms like Deloitte, Accenture, like all of these big accounting firms will use third-party recruiting for firms and they can prove the profitability off of it, then you probably can too. And I can show you how we can get there, but um, you've got to get past that, right? Because a lot of companies will just say, ah, we don't use third party. Um, so that's, that's the roadblock. Yeah. And so uh, talk about some of your, uh, an ideal situation you get into. Is that where the government work or? No, and I, I, I think an ideal situation would be like a, a startup that just got at an infusion where yeah. the investors do really understand um, the benefit to using a company like us, right? Yeah. Um, because you got to get the invest at that point in time, you've got to make sure that the investors understand where their money is going to. Um, I think that's the ideal one, right? So, hey, so-and-so got a million, you know, $12 million infusion. They got to hire 25 people. Um, that's the perfect one, perfect scenario. I want to come in there, help you guys really game plan because those people are the ones that a lot of the times don't, don't have the bandwidth, right? It's not necessarily that they don't know where they're going. They probably have a great game plan. That's how they got the infusion. They just don't have the bandwidth to do all the interviewing and hiring that they need to do to get to the next level. And that's where we really come in and help. Now, if someone, uh, an employee uh, would, might, might be smart for them to stay plugged into you uh, even when they start their new job, because I'm going to get you to speak to this. We've always, you know, I've been in the uh, commission sales, uh, business financial services, mm -hmm. and uh, we've always had a bad attitude towards the corporate uh, uh, job situation. Like it's only a matter of time before you're going to get screwed by the corporation because corporations don't all grow. And then when they, they you know, sometimes they're sold and then they're split. And then the person that you had your lawyer that knows, you know, for 20 years, this is your boss. And he knows all those extra weekends you put in and your loyalties to him and his loyalty or her loyalty is to you. And then they leave. Yeah. And now a new, new person comes in who for some reason hates your guts and has no background on the fact that you've, you know, bled and sweat for the company for 20 years yeah. and uh, is looking for all the credit. And you're like, you know, this is not working for me anymore. And so one time we used to tell people, if you're going to be in a corporation, like if you're, you're talking to your nephew or something like that, you're going to yeah. go in as soon as you go in, at least, you know, have a idea of where you would go next because right. you're probably going to go, not going to be yeah. there forever. You know, the, the, the whole idea of going with a, a company for, for all your life, 40 years and a pension 
not not true today, is it? No, 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 no. And um, so my my sisters in marketing, and they they hop around all the time. Um, not all the time. I'd say all the time. They hop around more more, right? Um, every two three years, right? Um, and she always jokes because she's like, you. I I review her offer letters. It's not that I we don't recruit marketing positions a whole lot we have for her um but we don't recruit marketing positions a whole lot but um but it's always good to have a recruiter friend right because first of all we're not going to charge you we're trying to place you we charge the client Right. right so we can at least bring you opportunities that are up your alley and talk to you about career growth and you know you telling us no five times in a row and then finally saying yes on the sixth to a communication about a position, I mean, that's not going to hurt our feelings. We get told no every day, yeah. right? Um, so I tell I tell everyone, our client and consultants alike, we're like your wingman, right? You tell us when you hate the job order and we're not going to tell the client that you think their job order sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and we tell the client, you tell us when you don't like a candidate and we're going to, you know, let it land a little nicer to the candidate and say, hey, you know, maybe this wasn't the right position. Let's go find another position for you. That looks like a better fit. Um, so it's just like the communication in between the two, but yeah, I mean, that's, I, I think having a recruiter friend is the best kind of friend. Do you have uh, statistics on how long employees can expect to stay in employed in different jobs and things like that? It really depends on what industry they're yeah. in. Um, and then how, how high up they are. Right. Um, so IT industry, um, if they're in government, they tend to stay a little longer because they normally stay for the term of the contract. Um, and then if they're in, you know, corporate world, I would say it's probably two and a half years. The last time I looked, it was right around there. Um, so it just really depends on how high up. What makes it two and a half years? And again, we're talking at a higher level, not a staffing. Yeah. So more like the mid mid level position would be like a two and a half year because a lot of the times projects last about that long. So they get done and either they don't get placed onto something they really like or it's not moving forward as fast as they would like. So they kind of go start searching and then and then also a lot of the times that two and a half year mark, um, they've increased their skills enough to go get more money somewhere else where maybe their internal increases aren't as much as what they would get. At another company. Yeah. And the smart people are aware of that. It, it's going in, don't you think? It, yeah. It, and employers, it's kind of like, you know, we used to just say about like they get 20 year olds and they put them in charge of a retail store at a mall <laughs> and uh, put them through a training program. And here they are just out of high school and they're you know, there's a lot of inventory, there's staffing to keep up, a lot of, you know, a lot of things. A lot of things. And they don't make any money, but they get a lot of experience. Mm-hmm. And at a young age, you know, it's a way of getting a lot of experience and skills at a young age on your resume, and then you can go make money. So it's important to look at pretty much every position when you're going in is, what am I going to learn? Where am I going to be? Like you say, you go to the company where what's yeah. your plan 30, 60, 90 days. Yeah. It's also important to let the uh, employees 
think about that, where you're going to be and how you can move up, you know, improve. Absolutely. Your- Absolutely. And I mean, even, even when I was happy, you know, at the last company I was at, I still oh. interviewed around not, I mean, I didn't think I was going to move, but I still took the interviews a to keep my interview skills up. Right. But also B to see what else was out there and what it looked like and what the scope of the land looked like, like it's, what's it going to take me an hour? You know, I can, if I can schedule it, right. I can at least see what's out there and what they're offering. Um, now, I mean, I think that kind of depends, right. You don't want to go after six months or three months in a position that looks like you're hopping, but, um, you know, two and a half years, two years, something like that looks, looks decent on a resume and still looks like you're being pretty consistent and finishing what you've started. Thanks for listening to the Million Dollar Mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealamwinning.com. Thanks for listening.